JT Smith back with another podcast. The TFN TFON podcast is back. We got a special guest tonight. If you go to the site a few times, you probably get some thought-provoking words from this, this young man. Um, every time you post something, I feel like people have a lot of back and forth and ideas and thoughts. They either agree, they don't agree, they might be in the middle. But when he drops something, people notice. My man, Alex Brantley, from, he is, you know, a writer with the front office news, but he also has his own thing going on. So I want you guys to check that out as well. Factual Opinions Podcast. So if y'all see that, check that out, my guys, and, uh, and, uh, and girls. And then, uh, Alex, man, how you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Uh, glad to be here. As you said, many times I've dropped some heat on the front office <laughs> Uh, you know, as far as on the writing tips. So, man, it's a pleasure to be here on the on the podcast. Oh, no problem, man. Yeah, we uh, we've been planning this for a while. It's just that uh, with the inactivity of the team, right. you know, I wanted to give my man some fresh some fresh thoughts to talk about. So that's that's why we kind of held, I held off on that. That was my my train of thought. And uh, don't don't beat me up too bad on that guy. <laughs> but that, that was it. Um, but uh, Alex, man, let everybody know where they can find your work or what you do, even if it's not on the front office news. So the Factual Opinions podcast, I'm the creator of. I have a couple co-hosts that I grew up with. We have a hard relaunch uh, going on the second incarnation of the podcast coming this April. Uh, it'll be on iTunes and streaming on any uh, major platforms uh, as well. So we talk, you know, sports really hard. We're going to talk a little music uh, too, but it's going to focus in on sports uh, both regional and, you know, national. Uh, so that's a lot of where you can find my work. If you go to Instagram, it's at Factual Opinions Podcast. Same thing on Facebook. Uh, we try to keep the mini blogs and stories uh, stocked daily as far as content and a lot of stories coming out weekly. So check it out. Yeah, ch check it out, everybody. Make sure y'all check my man Alex out. Good work for sure. So, all right, so we're going to get into it, man. The Bearcats played two games. For the first time in 25 days, they get two games, two wins. Man, you know, you know they went to went to Philadelphia and beat Temple with you know I think eight guys, eight eight scholarship players, and uh you know they beat Tulane on on Sunday. You know and uh you know it's crazy. You know they they won two in a row, played real scrappy, and I, I like what I saw. I know it wasn't perfect, and you don't expect it to be perfect. Right, season hasn't been perfect, but uh. What, what did you like that you saw about this team, you know, these two games? To be honest, I liked everything. And as okay. you know, or, or maybe the audience might know if they read any of my stuff, I can be a tough critic uh, <laughs> at, 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 at times. But especially coming off the 25 days of inactivity and the fact that weren't necessarily in the greatest, you know, rhythm going into that. Yeah. I was extremely pleased with what I saw. The guys were really scrappy, as you said, fought yeah. three three-point victories in, in both. We're not going to complain about victories, nope. but uh, something I wanted to touch on <laughs> to see if you caught All right. going into the Temple game. One of the commentators had the audacity to say uh, we as Bearcat supporters, Bearcat basketball supporters, should lower our expectations. Did you catch that? I didn't. I missed that because the thing what was I doing? <laughs> I was building, building this treadmill. <laughs> so I was watching the Bearcat stressed out. <laughs> so i was building a treadmill so i was listening like second half i locked in i didn't do anything but the okay. first half i was kind of around the basement doing a little bit of 
uh dad work i guess or <laughs> husband work or whatever, you know what i'm saying but uh nah i didn't i didn't get that one that would have probably nah man we can't t- tame expectations man <laughs> just to just to do that talk about that nah man for now, sure now i can be realistic and understand uh going into the season how difficult it was yeah uh, yeah not a lot of practice time not your normal exhibition slate that they would get yep. even before starting the season but this is still bearcat basketball exactly at the end you of know. the day man you know when you got that c on your chest man it, it holds weight especially on the basketball <laughs> on the court man it holds weight so um it's definitely a different season so you have to tame back like you have to be realistic with your thoughts but at the same time standard remains standards the same. you know you can't be like <laughs> all right because we're struggling we don't we, we, we lower the bar no you got to try to reach to that bar um and which you know you see it's done nothing but keep the bar at a certain level you know it went down Absolutely. a little bit then it jumped back up um and they're not the only program you know in that predicament yeah year. you know I, I don't see duke or kentucky although they're struggling it's just saying yeah. lower the expectations no, so no, no. no we, we don't want to do that and the guys yeah. certainly didn't do that because they stepped up uh um, yeah. my man the julius uh, had a career high 26 yeah. against temple and you could tell even when the guys were getting tired and huffing and puffing legs yeah. right there he was still grinding them <laughs> yeah man he was balling man he, he played good all weekend I thought he didn't. He wasn't as hot on the offensive end on Sunday, but I mean that rebound at the end, man, was huge. huge Absolutely, man. huge. Because I mean, the, the, I forgot who got the rebound. Well, Julius got the rebound, but if Julius didn't come and take it from that center or that power forward. I mean, game's over. They lose by one. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Just that heart. You know? Did you see his jersey after the game? I saw. <laughs> And that's just that's it right there. That's that's what you want to see. Speak, like, speaks for itself. That's it. Well, no more, no more to be said about that. So, um, you know that man. You know he played. You know he got honored by the AAC today, and rightfully so. But I mean he put the team, especially on that Temple game, he put them on their back. Not playing twenty five days. Boom. Um, I also want to give props to Keith Williams because he's the, the I would say the enigma of the team because like. <laughs> everybody knows how good he is like he's talented as all get out Absolutely. but at times he can get tunnel vision and i feel like even though his assists weren't crazy i feel like he just made the right play like like against Tulane, i think he might have had one bad shot out of all his attempts if you know and that was a pass that the julius might have led him too much and that was um that's just not playing because of COVID, honestly right but that was the only shot that was kind of iffy but i still he was going to travel or go out of bounds anyway. So still it is what it is. Um, but I feel like he's playing under control. I think he's just trying to seize the moment. You know, I think he, he, he knows he only has so many games as a, as a senior, he could come back next year if he wants, but everybody knows Keith wants to play at the next level or play for some kind of professional ball. So yeah, he tested the market going into this yeah. season, but that's one thing you don't have to worry about with a guy like Keith. I think that's that New York city and he's going yep. to play. He's, he's yep. going to hoop. Yep. So you don't have to worry about that. I was more so uh, impressed with his ability to take coming off the bench for the first time uh, yeah. this, this year as a senior and still poured in 15 points. And yep. like you said, made timely baskets, uh, yep. rebounding the past two games. Also, yeah. especially in that two lane game, he was always in the right place at the yeah. right time, giving them extra possessions. So hats off to Keith on that too. Yeah. And defense was, was legit, but you know, it was legit. So 
and he's always been a guy you know that can do that so it's like it's kind of cool to see that even with the layoff because that slowed them down maybe that maybe a couple weeks ago this is showing up and you know they just play scrappy those walk-ons like all right I know we're not used to you see people you see players having walk-ons playing meaningful minutes like all the time but like right <laughs> how, how much how special was it for you like being a historian of the game in the Bearcats to see two walk-ons come in and hold their own not be scared of the lights that was tremendous because, as you said, I'm used to seeing them come in in garbage time and yeah. we're all rooting for them to chuck up a shot, yeah. you know, but to actually see meaningful minutes and guys stepping up uh, with guys like Zach Harvey still out, that yeah. was tremendous. But again, that speaks to what we have here in this culture of Bearcats basketball of never backing down, being tenacious and, you know, gritty basketball. Yeah. So that's why, again, the, the whole lower your expectations. Nah, we don't do that here. Nah, we can't do that. <laughs> no, nah, we can't. We're going to keep harping on that. That's that's, that's going to be the name of the <laughs> name of the pod, probably. Lower expectations with a question mark. There it is. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's it. On the fly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, you can't, man. Sam, Sam and uh, Rob, Rob started the first game. And, I mean – and that first, like, the first few minutes, he shot the ball, and it wasn't like he got to the hole. He just missed the shot. It was like, hey, man, even if you miss that, you shake you shake the hand. He got to the paint, just missed. It was like, all right, he ain't scared out there. You know what right. I'm saying? So, um, and then Sam oh, it was in. It was definitely a fluid move. You know, yeah, so. I'm like, he didn't look he like just, he didn't belong. You know what I'm saying? It was like, absolutely. All right. I'll take it. So, I'm like, damn, that, that's, that's huge where you got walk-ons not scared to play. And then Brandon even said it in the post game, like, man, I, I had faith in those guys. They didn't have Martin the first game. They got him back the second game. He's like, I, I knew he was going to do solid. And it's like – Absolutely. It, and it's, it's dope to see um, the program, even though it's not having its normal UC year, still have that scrappiness where, like – Absolutely. Because um, I know people – I don't know – I'm going to go into John Brandon rant, but um, are you – like a pro job JB guy? Are you in, in the middle? Are you, I mean, cause I know some people that don't like J- John Brandon. <laughs> I personally, um, you know, I, I'm a fan of his, even though like this year isn't going how everybody wants it to go. Um, sure. I think he just needs his time to get, you know, this is a young team overall. Like we're, you know, Keith and Chris Volk are the only seniors on this team um that that play meaningful minutes i'm pretty sure maybe one of the the uh, walk-ons maybe is a senior as well but don't hold me to that maybe sam martin i think but at the end of the day you know it's a young team it's, it's ladying with i mean besides the julius everybody else is a sophomore and freshman the julius is a sure. transfer so it's not like he's been here the previous three years and COVID's around so like are you like are you well, like fair on them or some people because some people are real tough on JB, man. They're like tough. Like oh, I, I hear the noise. There's a small contingent out there, yeah. I'd say at this point, that already wants him gone. Yeah. I think that's that's a little premature. Yeah. I'll be honest, because you know I'm not known for being in the middle of anything with yeah. my my takes, but yeah. I am in the middle with John Brandon. I want some more time. I want to see more of his guys sprinkled in before I give an opinion. Yeah. I do think he can coach. Now you yeah. can see that from the beginning with a lot of people, whether they can coach or not. Yeah. Uh, Zach Taylor, another sport, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you, you know, so I just wanted to give an example, but okay, I, guess, <laughs> I, know, I know exactly where you're going with that. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. But 
No, I, I think Brandon can coach early on, especially last year. I had some issues with, you know, him trying to force his system because I didn't think it fit guys like Cumberland last year. Yeah. And, and I always feel like no matter what type of system you have, you need to make sure that your best players are able to play at their best. Yeah. Otherwise, it defeats the purpose. That's true. But I've, I've seen uh, enough to be hopeful. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of young guys out there. Zach Harvey, before this whole COVID thing, was coming into yeah. his own. Yeah. You know, my guy, Jeremiah, the Cincy kid that I just yeah. wrote the article yeah. on front yeah. office news. Yeah. Check it out. Still up. Yeah, that's, uh, that's up there. It's up there. Click that. Um, <laughs> but, but, but no, like, uh, they seem to still be playing. And that's yeah. another thing I was looking at. Like, does he still have the locker room? Yeah. Are guys locked in and engaged? And it seems like they are. So, yeah. you know, let's let's give him some time. I know our standards are up here as they should be yeah, for, for sure. Bearcat basketball, but give him some time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Because I'm I'm on I'm on I'm on the positive side of JB because uh I like I like I mean the his grad transfers has been hit or miss. So that's been the bad only bad part. But I like how he's recruiting as a when I mean, he's getting the young guys and I like those young guys, the so Micah, um Micah Adams Woods, the Mikey Saunders. Tori Eason's, you know. Um, Tori Eason. Man, he's a, he's a dog. Say that man. name again. <laughs> Tori Eason, man. He's a dog. Love watching that young man play. But, um, you know, with, with what he came in, came into a team that was expected to do a lot. Of course, you got Cumberland, Williams, Scott. Um, a lot of people transferred out. Of course, you know, that's what's going to happen with a new coach. So I knew yet last year was going to be – up and down because it's new system sure. you know certain stuff but i do like how he kind of after a while when he see the see something doesn't work he he will adjust like i think at the end of the middle of the season he start catering towards cumberland you know making sure he was the playmaker let him run the point you know a little bit more and letting the other guys be off the ball and let him get his flow um which i thought was huge especially for the run they made at the end which I think they might have been a dangerous team because just how well Trey was playing and Keith on top of Cumberland. I just think it would have been interesting to see if they got the right draw. But this right. year, with it being so crazy, I like how he, I mean, at the beginning of the year, he went with the two bigs and they were too slow, right? Let's right. be honest, they were too slow to guard. One, 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 is, one is no longer here. Yeah, one's no longer here. And then he adapted and went small. I think he should have went small maybe a couple games before. I think he was fighting it, but I, I do respect him going for it because most coaches would be hard-headed and say, I'm going to play my two bigs consistently and just, it is what it is. I, if I win five games, cool. If I win 15 games, cool. You know what I mean? And moves like that are why, you know, I'm still on the fence and want to see, you know, what Brandon is doing going forward yeah. because he was not stubborn and he was willing. Maybe yeah. he saw your article about his small ball, the only <laughs> way, <laughs> way to go. <laughs> He saw JT's article and he said, man, let me try this. So know, you got to give yourself a pat on the back. I know, right? He didn't cuss me out when I came to the, to the Zoom <laughs> meeting. So I guess that's a positive. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah. No, but th there's yeah. a lot to like. And, I, and I'm not just being an internal, you know, optimist. There really yeah. is a lot to, to like going forward. Now, yeah. I don't know tournament-wise. Well, first, are we even having one this year? But, yeah. <laughs> you know, if they qualify or whatever, a lot's going to depend on, you know, obviously how they finish with this yeah. slurry of games that they have in a short amount of time to make up. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's the thing. We're, we're used to a certain standard here, and I like that he's trying to keep that, although he does have his own way 
of doing it. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, true, true. So, like, in general, man, I know we, we talked about the Julius. We talked about Keith. Right, I'm going to touch on the freshman, man, Tari Eason. That's a lot to love about this young man's game. What what do you like about his game? This, whatever you want to say, this, the floor is yours. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, I'm going to give another credit to uh, John Brandon for going to find this kid out in Washington, the yeah. state of the state of Washington, Washington. not DC. So, <laughs> you're right. That that's that's uh, recruiting prowess right there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he he won a I believe a state title out there. Yeah. Yep. And Washington as a senior averaged around like 22 points a game. But what I like about him so far is clearly even coming to a school with the tradition and stuff like you see, game's not too big for him. Yep. He's calm. Yep. He plays at his own pace. Yep. I can see that there's a lot, although he is skilled all as an all-around, you know, player mm-hmm. at this point. I can see, you know, the development throughout the season. Like he's getting better with his outside shot. Mm-hmm. I think by the time, you know, he's done here, he he might, he might be the next guy. Yeah, at, at UC. So it, that's what I like going. It looks like forward. it, don't it? Yeah, it looks like it. it. Looks like that 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 four, you know, that that UC four heaven where you got the the Jason Maxfields, the you know what I mean, <laughs> you know those guys, the, the E Hicks, you know where they double double type, you know Corey Blunts and and my man Kenyon. Kenyon was a, a pseudo center though. He was a real life center though. Don't, college don't, for real. don't forget the All American Danny Fortson. Danny Fort. Ah, yeah, I almost slipped <laughs> on Danny. Danny. Yeah, he was a dog. Yeah, he, oh, he yeah. was a, he was one of the real last goons in the NBA. And my man Yancey. Oh, like, Yancey. We yep. I, I see I'm, him at the gym sometimes. I'm so he's real. back here locally. But yeah. yeah. In the post, we we, yeah. we have a certain tradition here, and I can see Easton he feeling that, that going man. forward. He fits yeah. that mode where you just see the, like a special talent where like, this dude is a little different. And I just I don't I don't think we're gonna have him for four years personally if he keeps developing. I feel like if he gets a normal offseason this year, I think he's gonna just skyrocket. I think it's just gonna be crazy how much probably this year. And you know, can, now for some reason, if you stick around, that's actually he, a bad thing. I know, I know. That's <laughs> the man, we could get talking that forever, but uh that sucks. Like just to just to get off top off UC topic. Why does why do the kids get penalized for staying and refining their games nowadays? And just think about it. All these people that are like coming out of nowhere, all these four year, third year people in the league, like the Fred Van Fleets that went undrafted, but he went four years, and now we just dropped what fifty seven points or something. Uh, right. Rock. You know, no Raptors record. And he's undrafted, you know, he's got paid this offseason, but just but if he comes out as a sophomore, he's probably not gonna get drafted and they're gonna still even they do draft him, he's probably gonna be out the league and overseas for no chance because he didn't get you know get the season himself, you know, in college. So it well, sucks. And and you just mentioned one of the all-time greats in Cincinnati history, Kenyon Martin, who yeah. e- easily top three i mean to, to me it's like him and big o and that's saying something with the yeah you know talent yeah. and tradition that, that we have here yeah but he was another example you know he was very lightly recruited coming out of high school yeah. i think he only had a couple d1 offers and cincinnati yeah. was certainly the best okay. of the bunch freshman year you just remember a guy with a lot of energy yeah. uh, played tough on defense yeah. you figure he, he'd be a program guy rotation guy yeah. Uh, sophomore year, you saw a guy that was really a top-notch defender 
Yep. And could, it could even step out and guard some wing players. Mm-hmm. But, you know, still just a, a program guy. Junior year, you're like, this guy can latch on at the next level and be a rebounder, a tough defender. Yeah. Senior year, because yeah. he stayed in school and listened to Coach Huggins and continued to develop both on and off the court, he becomes marvelous, magnificent, as Dickie V would say, yeah. a PT peer For and sure. the number one pick in the draft. And yep. he's still to this day the last American-born college senior to be taken number one overall in the draft. That's 2001. So, two, well, 2000. 2000, so, right? 2000. So, yep, 2000. So, and, yep. and that probably, I don't see that being broken anytime soon. No, it won't. <laughs> it, it'll never. That, that'll be something that never gets broken. <laughs> never. Because it's yeah. over now. It's over. If you stay, the longer you stay, the more you get penalized, where people just get better. Like, just like you said, like, he went from being okay, you see him as an energy guy. It's okay. He's super good on defense. Then junior year, you're like, okay, he could do a little bit more than play defense. Senior year, he goes to, oh, my God, this is the best player in college basketball. Everything. You know what I'm saying? You can do anything you want to do. You want him to sell papers exactly. in the stands. You know what I'm saying? You might could coach some little kids. You know what I mean? You can do everything. But uh, I, I think that part is, of the game sucks because – they penalize. I just don't like how they penalize the, the the older guys. And when you see all these random guys on these, like especially solid rotational dudes, they're always a senior, a senior dude. I mean, yeah, scrappy, get off topic again. You know, you think of the Jimmy Butlers, all four years, Jay Crowder type guys. You know, and Jimmy Butler's worked himself into like a superstar. You know what I mean? A Soto low superstar, a solid. Great age, think, star, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah, that's no, I, I, I totally agree. And even though we are going a little off topic, I think it's relevant because I think it actually hurts college basketball to have this, you know, one and done type rule in here. I think it should be where the guys, if they want to go out of high school again, let them go because yep. the guys that are in college are going to stay longer and be there, and you'll have more of a, a long lasting product in yeah. college. Versus the AAU culture that's kind of, you know, existing yeah. now. Yeah. So. All right. To piggyback on that one more time, then we'll get back to UC. All the way. <laughs> I think they should be allowed to leave as a high school. I mean, high school, just like baseball, pretty much. Like, you can go as a, after a senior, you can get drafted, essentially. But if you go to college, you got to stay three. I like that rule, and I've said that it should be something to that effect. Or two top, or two at the least, but you got. I, I think two in basketball, which would be yeah. similar to what they do in baseball. Yeah. Uh, only because, like I said, you should have the option. Yeah, you should. So, so if you go, you know, you know stay two years. Yeah, and you know, and see what happens. But to to take that opportunity away from them, I think is is a disservice. I mean, what if? LeBron James goes to Ohio State and blows out his, you know, ACL. Yeah. Like, yeah, the basketball universe is different as we know it from then on. You yeah, know, for sure, yeah, it I, changes everything. If, if somebody has a lottery ticket, I don't think somebody should be stopping. I know David Stern, God rest his soul, wanted to get NBA scouts out of you know the high school gyms, and that was part of it. But you know, hey, if if they're the best player, they're the best player. Yeah, exactly. If your scout says X, Y, Z is the guy, and you got to go. If you mess up, you mess up. But uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, they got the money. It's all. I mean, help a brother. It helps a young young black man normally. I mean, you know, it's a, a African American dominated sport, so it's going to help 
whereas from Africa or whatnot, there's a lot of good Europeans and white people that play the game. But and some a, of them come from some pretty, you know, tough situations, situations. overseas there. too. Yeah. yeah. So they they trying to make it too. So it's like exactly. You know, they over there. It's like man, it, you see like a backstory on. Luca and them, they like, yeah, we was playing on like crates. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was playing in the hood, just like us. But explains uh, why they have that dog in them. That though. dog, for real. <laughs> it's a different, it's a different man mindset. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, I think it should be something like that. So for sure, man. Um, Tari, we talked about you know bouncing, bouncing around, but with the remaining games, you know, UC plays Memphis Thursday on the road and. I didn't even notice until John, uh, to Coach Brandon, said something. Their previous two games before the, the pandemic, not pandemic, but today got hit, riddled with COVID, they were on the road. And you know the Temple game was supposed to be a home game originally. And then somehow right. the AAC said Temple could pick if it was a road game or a home game. And, of course, I would—I mean, I'm going to make it a home game too. But um, So they played four games on the road already in a row. And then on Thursday, it'll be their fifth game in a row on the road. And that's like an AAC record. <laughs> so, like, how big do you think do you think the Memphis game is uh like a, a counted L, or do you feel like, hey, they it can be scrappy enough to pull this off just because homesickness possibly? Well, going off of what I've seen the last two games, I think it's certainly a possibility that they could, you know, make it a tussle, a tough game and come out with the victory on the road. It would be nice to see Penny Hardaway again for all us uh, yeah. 90s kids uh, that, that remember that. But, but no, I, you know, I think they have a shot at, at basically any game that they play in this league. Yeah. And that might be a shock to a lot of people, but I'm talking about it even if they match up against Houston. And mm. maybe, maybe that's the Bearcat in me. Uh, but I, I, I don't think that there's not a game that they can't compete in now, you know, a lot of it's going to have to do with legs. I think at this point too, like yeah. you said, being on the road, the time that they're still making up, I think they've had what one or two, uh, five on five practices yeah. this whole time. Yep. You, you have to think at some point it's going to catch up, but I don't think automatically going down to Memphis that they'd be out of it. Okay. I respect that. I respect that. I think they got a chance for Memphis. Memphis is like, a talented team, but they just it's weird. They're weird, they're a weird team, man. Yeah. Weird team. But uh yeah, I think they have a chance. Only team right now I don't want them to play is Houston, personally. <laughs> That's just me. Um Houston is like the mode of an old UC team. They're scrappy. Yeah. You, this team is starting to be more scrappy, but then they can shoot better than the old UC teams. I feel like the teams right. that we know and we kind of grew up the Mick teams. Let's just go ahead and say it. The Mick teams where it was super <laughs> scrappy, but then they couldn't shoot worse. It's... And Ke- and Kelvin <laughs> Sampson always recruits whatever school he goes to. Uh, now, there's <laughs> usually a little smoke that comes afterwards, you know, surrounding I mean, that. I, I mean, I'm going to throw it out there, but but I was going to dance around it, but uh, <laughs> the, yeah. the man can coach and he usually Hell gets good coach. talent to go in there. Uh, <laughs> you think just a few years ago, it was us in Houston at the top of the AAC yeah for sure. and I think that's what a lot of Cats fans even myself were a little concerned about because we, we know where the program was with the dismissal or forced resignation of Bob Huggins I personally want to give a shout out to Mick even though he's no longer here only Mick Cronin I think could have did the job that he did to get the program back to where it mm-hmm. was and that's what we were all worried about right we didn't want yeah. it to dip 
We yeah. felt like UC was back to being a top 25 program yeah, perennially. They were putting guys in the, the NBA again, the Gary yeah. Clarks, the Jacob Evans and so forth. Yeah. So we didn't want it to dip. And it's just taking Brandon a little bit of time to get, you know, his legs under him. But, you know, uh, Houston is, is good for the AAC, having a team, yeah. you know, that, that's performing well. But, you know, we can compete with anybody. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure, man. <laughs> it's this year. It's this weird year, for sure. So, yeah, we definitely can compete, man. Yeah, that's the only one I don't want to see right now, though. Right. They just got it rolling. Um, but everybody else, bring them on. I mean, with them, I know they're not going to – they they going to want to play them. That's just – you want to test yourself. But I want them to get a few more wins before they got to mess with – get back up to 500, and then we could uh, – Right. <laughs> then we could holler at Houston, see if we can knock off a big dog. But ECU beat them. So yeah. Why, why, I mean, I feel like UC is – when they playing right, playing like they are right now, even shorthanded, I think, better than ECU personally. But uh, now, now, I don't like playing teams after they have a surprise and upset loss. I don't though. either. <laughs> no, because they're not taking nothing off, man. And especially in this league, you know, everybody views Cincinnati still just because of the name across the, the name. chest as their Super Bowl. Oh, so they're sure. going to be ready to play, for you know, sure. anyway. But, again, with guys like Jeremiah – uh, who was clearly the emotional leader yeah. of the club. I, I saw him in that Temple game, something that stood out to me, even trying to inspire uh, Chris Vogt uh, when he was trying to get it yeah. going. And, you know, just giving him that look like, come on, man, you, you got it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you could tell that even as a sophomore, he's one of the guys that they look to to, to push him over. And, and I really like the fact that he does not hesitate. No, he, he, he doesn't have <laughs> a, a shy bone in his body. Like, that dude is... He's ready. Like he, he either he he'll live with like some people. Just some people have it. Like he, if he makes it, he said he knows he believes he was gonna make it before he <laughs> he shot it. You feel me? And if he misses it, he like I'm gonna make the next one. You oh, know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah he, yeah. he ain't gonna get down on himself because he missed the shot. Like he's just like I don't know, man. It's just that that family. Like that family. He's scrappy. I remember interviewing him last year, and dude just was a ball of energy. And Trey Scott was like, man. This is like the hardest working kid I've ever been around, ever. From somebody like works as hard as Trey Scott, it's for him to yeah, say that. Yeah, that's, that's quite a compliment. It's a hell of a compliment. And just to see how he jumped from last year. And he was starting to starting to make some plays last year, and he messed his knee up. But coming back from the injury, you don't know how it's going to be COVID. Right. I mean, I keep throwing COVID out there, but it's so real. They haven't had their normal practicing I mean, they were swamped for almost a month. So, I mean, they were just in bubbles and probably getting to shoot around occasionally, but not no 5-on-5, of course. Yeah. They had a grad assistant playing 5-on-5, the first one they played. (laughs) So, it's like, wow, yeah, had to be the the 10th man, for real. Now, COVID has has changed everything. You know, we're talking about specifically from a sports realm, obviously, right now. But, no, we we don't need a reminder. We know – but this pandemic has it's done real, to man. everybody. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely put a bind on the, the sports end. But that's, again, why, you know, I want to give a shout out to the guys for doing what they have to do to stay healthy, keeping each other yeah. healthy, uh, yeah. staying engaged. Because I, I, I think, you know, even with my background in football, that's what I love about a guy like Jeremiah. Like, we mm-hmm. used to play like that. I used to coach like that. I don't care if you mess up. Just go 100 miles an hour. Yeah. I could teach you technique, fundamental stuff like that. I can't really coach effort and desire. Yeah, he, he has that. Seems like the team still has that. That's a Cincinnati, you know, trademark. So yeah. I'm happy that they've been able to stay locked in, you know, yeah. with all the interruptions that they have this year. For sure, man. I didn't expect them to come out and play as good as they did, man. Just in general. I mean, they had a, 
free throws were rough, but you know, they haven't been playing too. So I'm just being scrappy like that, you know, winning two in a row, coming to the game three and seven. Now they're five and seven. It looks a little bit more. It's more you see the the light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, in in that team, they, if they were going to lay down, that was the perfect time to lay. Nobody would have been mad at them if they just would lay down in the last two games. Even though Tempore and Tulane are world beaters. Even though I do like I do like both coaches though. I'm a big Ron Hunter fan. Um, I think he's going to have Tulane least respectable before he's before they say he's the problem. Now he was at was it Georgia State? Yeah. Yeah. Because yep. we, we played him back in 2017 yeah, yep. in the NCAA tournament. Well, he certainly has a lot of energy. Yeah, so I, 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 I do like him. like him. Aaron McKee, obviously, we know about his his yeah. background, being a, a Temple guy, yeah. somebody that had a good career in the, the NBA. Yeah. And, uh, you know, another thing on that note, before we leave the Temple thing, going into that game, obviously losing an icon like John Chaney for yeah. – college basketball in general but especially for temple i know not a lot of kids that are probably even there know a whole bunch about him but you got to think with that program you know they were informed and know how important he was his name's on the court so you gotta know who he is (laughs) you know so it would have been really easy not to be able to match their energy going into the game for sure but but the cat certainly stepped up so you know that's good good on their part too yeah for sure man so, like, how do you – how are you looking – what are you looking for the rest of the season? What I'm looking for for the rest of the season is I want – and it sounds strange saying this, but I want them to get back to 500 first, like you mentioned. Yeah. Let, let's start there. Yeah. And, again, I think Meech mentioned it on the one of your most recent podcasts. Let me see what the young guys are doing because, at this point, that's what it's going to be about going forward guys yeah. like jeremiah still developing uh zach getting you know back into the fold when he's healthy enough to do so uh my man eason you know keep yeah. ascending because yeah. now you're talking about young guys that will have a lot of experience under their belt coming the next year yeah and that's you know to be realistic that's kind of where we are as a program now you know it's, it's not the bob huggins days where we're talking about final four every year yeah. you know we're talking about maybe two three four year intervals where you know if guys stick around around and they buy in and they're doing what they need to do you know we can have a good team to make a run so yeah. you want to see that development you know yeah. throughout the season so that's what i'm looking for same man could it couldn't have said it better i, I want to see how the young young boys just keep keep developing the jeremiah zacks and eason you know and then the young point guards too man because I, I like the julius but he's a junior i mean maybe he can get an extra year who knows but i mean i think he's gonna be like the heart and soul of the team especially next year besides jeremiah Jeremiah is going to be like the wing and he's the point guard. And they're going to be like the two fireballs of the team. Let's say get some kind of grad transfer or regular transfer that provides that big man status of that part of it. Yeah. They're going to be those two guys, but I want to see those guys. And then Micah, Mikey, Mikey and Micah, both of those, the mics. I um, want to see how they, they develop because I feel like Micah took some strides Sunday a little bit. I feel like his confidence might have been wavering. Mikey, he's gonna have to get his jumper together. But I like his his quickness is is amazing. So I think he's just gonna get better with more playing time, honestly. And I think that might be the issue with Micah because he started a lot as a true freshman. 
yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. And for his minutes to go down, maybe there is some confidence things. But yeah. I would hope that he stays locked in because I'm pretty sure from what I see, Brandon and the team still realize he has an important role. He's yeah. another energy guy. Like if Jeremiah is a top energy guy, yeah. I think Mike Adams is, is, is the next barometer as far as yeah. energy on the team. So he brings it. Yeah. Uh, on a regular basis so I mean there's nothing to hold his head down about even if his minutes are decreased and like you said Saunders you know the kid you know uh speed is the word when yeah, we're talking sure. about him for sure. so for sure. um you know every now and then he makes a freshman mistake where you're like ah eh, you know yeah. Yeah. but yeah. but he's not afraid and yeah. you know he clearly belongs so that's what gives you a lot of confidence going forward for sure man so that's my those are my things and seeing those young guys keep developing and uh rolling from there because uh, the team, I mean, they're so young, man. I just think if they get a fair shake of stuff, I think next year can be they can shock some people. I think a little bit because they yeah. have a lot of people returning, barring the transfer and or stuff like that. And they add the right piece. They can write, add a. I think they need like a a big or. Cause I like Matt Mason Masson is surprised the heck out of me. Yeah, like, flat out. I'm I, I'm feel bad. I I've glazed, glossed over him. The onions on that three ball he hit on Sunday, <laughs> he got because he, he just get, he committed to foul, so he could have held his head down, right? Comes down, gives him the lead on the three. Like he shot that bad boy. I mean, he was hesitating a little bit, I think, in the Temple game. So yeah, I yeah, we talked was, about that. Yeah, so he was too he was too much pass first. I'm like, go ahead, take a shot. You know what I'm saying? So like he went from too much pass first to, oh man, I just committed to foul to give give us put us down a point. And then he hit or two, maybe I think that my man hit a three, just straight onions and clutch Cold time. Blooded. I was like, I like, I like this kid. You know, say so he got some fight about it. So, you know, so just seeing this young team develop, man, it's be the be the main thing. I do want to like as a hope, I hope they can like get a random big guy, not like he don't have to like just like an energy dude to be next to Tari sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though I do like Duke, Duke will be a senior next year. His confidence is right. I think he can help for sure. But I think they need another guy, just like a bulky guy, and just be a rim runner. They can get like a rim runner guy. Like a, a, a Trey Scott Nasir Brooks type. Yeah, almost something like that. Just dunk the ball hard, pass a little bit, play defense. And we only need you for like 15 minutes for real. But we need you just so we don't got to let Easton be like the pure big all the time. Yeah, you know and I saying? think that that would definitely fit in Brandon's system because you do need a big, but I think in particular with his system, you need an athletic big. You gotta I think, be athletic. I think that stood out more than anything this year yeah, without, athletic big. you know, throwing anybody under yep. the bus. It, yep. It's just you, you need athletic bigs in a system. Yeah, system in his conference. Yeah. It's conference, too. And that showed, like, our, the two that were getting the minutes at first, you know, the major minutes, they just weren't, you know – Athletic and it's, but I will say this, Chris. At times, he does look well, but I, I don't know if it's confidence or what. But then, on defense, he's not the same. But he did wall up a little bit. He fouled out fast, but he walled up a little bit better than I thought he did early in the season. Because it was like a walking layup sometimes. But <laughs> I mean, it's got to be confidence, right? Because I'm looking at how he played last year. Yeah. And preseason all conference honors. Now, true enough, you know, he was playing alongside Trey Scott last year, taking away a lot of the attention, especially with how Trey, you know, went on fire towards the end of the season last year. But, you know, Chris, when he plays his game, I think he still plays well. 
Yeah, yeah, yep. You know, when he's asked to do things that he's not comfortable or not really built to, that's that's when it kind of stands out. But yeah, you know, when when they feed him the ball inside and he stays upright. You know, and yeah. I'm talking offensively and defensively. He he still contributes. Yeah, yeah, he's solid. He could be solid. So it's not like it's not a lost cause. But I, I do think next year they can find like a beef guy, just strong, six eight, six nine dude that could just be because Tari he's a little thinner, but he plays strong, so it doesn't matter. But I wouldn't mind if they had like that that big shoulder guy that just was out there to take some of the heat off of him occasionally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. Uh, what y'all call I call it the PJ Tucker type dude, like but yeah. it's like six eight, <laughs> six nine. Everybody could you can always use a PJ Tucker type dude on your team. Erickson might might make a couple plays on offense. Don't yeah. care if you're seven foot, he's still gonna guard you type dude. You know what I mean? Need one of them. But uh yeah, man, that's that's all I wanna see, man. So I think I know we're getting long-winded on this. I know we got Memphis coming up and then uh but uh, let everybody know where they can uh, catch all your work again, man, before, before we get out of here. Absolutely. Again, at Factual Opinions Podcast on IG and Facebook, hard relaunch coming uh, this April. Uh, check it out. It's, it's really going to be intense. Uh, we cover a lot of subjects. Now, I, I will forewarn everybody because I'm an honest man. Hey, me and JT are both UC alums. We, we love this school <laughs> to death, uh, uh, especially Bearcat basketball. Yeah. Now, when you hear my program, you, you may hear a little bit about that other school, a little further up 71, just throwing <laughs> that out there. But, but, you know, for the most part, we're going to provide – a lot of content that's going to cover, you know, all different sports, boxing, baseball, basketball, football. So, you know, check it out because there'll be something for everybody. We'll talk a little pop culture, music and whatever's going on at the time. But uh, definitely come April. You check all the platforms, Factual Opinions podcast. We'll be back. Bet, bet. So y'all hear that. It's, it's February now. So Alex got two months to, for this, uh, this hard relaunch. You guys make sure y'all check that out. Greatly appreciate you being on the pod tonight, man. You know, it'll come out tomorrow, but you know, hey, it is what it is. But uh absolutely. Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming on here, chopping it up with with me and uh talking some UC hoops and a little we we, we veered a little bit, talked about uh high school uh eligibility, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh <laughs> but it was cool, man. I appreciate you uh joining us and uh we had now that's gonna be it for this podcast, everybody. Absolutely. It's a pleasure, sir. Let me squeeze. Let me squeeze. XD, XD, let me squeeze. <laughs> <laughs>